So what's next? Discussion. Hi, Jim. Discuss. Discussion. So we should just keep posting for this or rolling for this, I guess. Well, I yeah. just I saved the file and then I just started rolling again. Sounds good. Okay. Uh, so my thought for this was just kind of we want to get the background of iGem. Yeah, I'm here. So I don't really have anything to say besides uh, ask you guys questions. Yeah. Back. Hey, what is a uh, what is this iGem thing you guys Wait, keep talking start about? Over. What? Start over? Yeah, start over. That I was talking over him. Sorry, that oh. was my fault. Damn it, Zach. <laughs> Wait, wait, what? What's what was this question? Wait, I need to be ready for this. My headphones. <laughs> okay, what? go ahead. So, what is this iGym thing you guys keep talking about? It's a uh, annual competition. Is it always in Boston? No, it's not. Oh, fuck, is it? So the the world championships have always been in Boston because it started oh, at MIT. Yeah. I think in like two thousand six or something around that, but we should check on that. Yeah. Um, no, well it it informally started in two thousand four is when two thousand four. Okay. Thing, yeah. And but. so the, uh, it's started out as a competition for undergraduates. And what it does is it asks these students to develop a novel genetic machine. And so what they're doing is they're engineering gene constructs and characterizing them and making small machines. For example, like something, a bacterium that senses heavy metals and then glows when it hits a certain concentration. So they're in like infecting, um, they're adding in these genes into these bacteria and making these machines. And then the main takeaway is that now you have this gene is characterized. You put it on a website uh, and that's called a biobrick. Mm -hmm. Why? Uh, I don't know if you want to expand on that. I'll, I'll I mean, that's cool and all, but uh, why do we need bio bricks? Why should I care? Yeah, uh, bio bricks are interesting because if you think back to the days of the early electronics, I think that's an overused archetype. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm trying to think, of what's a better way of? I think no. I'm just so the just spend our time so, so biobricks and their second one too. <laughs> yeah, I know. it's a good analogy. Well, so no, so abstra uh, avoiding that analogy entirely, possibly. Um, biobricks allow us to abstract away from the low level of seeing what individual sequences do, and kind of being able to look at the functional aspects of a, a set of genes. So biobricks can they can be a can they be a compilation of multiple genes, or do they have to be just one? They can. It can be an entire construct. So, okay. for example, um, this gene that then adds in this next gene, or okay. like inter interferes with this gene or that gene. Yeah. So effectively, biobricks can be any number of layers of abstraction of, of, above just one individual gene, and that helps with being able to simply. It's the same reason that programmers use different functions to modularize their code. And so one of the biggest things is that you're always supposed to use the standard format if you're synthesizing genes so that you have the same primers at the beginning um, as the standard format and at the end as the standard format. So then it's literally just like, well, not literally, but it's figuratively just like this drag and drop gene because mm -hmm. now we have uh, the same um, like pieces that it can hook into. So it's just basically developing this library of interchangeable parts for genetic engineering. So that's kind of the motivation. Yeah. But iGEM has really grown a lot since mm -hmm. it started. Yeah. So <laughs> it, uh, it's no longer just an undergraduate competition. Now uh, there are graduate divisions. 
community lab tracks. So for people like HiveBio or uh, SoundBio, BioCurious. Um, and it's also, they also have tracks now for things that like modeling as opposed to just um, like the wet lab wear or people that are developing um, like software um, scaffolds for different programs. It's kind of beyond me. But yeah. things more than just the wet lab. So it's, it's really grown into this huge competition uh, all over the world. It's pretty nifty. I did it. Yes. Yeah, you did it. It's crazy. Zach was there. I volunteered. Not at the same time. No, definitely not. What year was it? 2014. Yeah, I did mine in 2012. So if I was someone who was, say, listening to a podcast that happened to be mentioning no, the iGEM competition, that would um, literally never how would I get involved? Wait, what? Wait, what would never happen? Ever <laughs> listening to this podcast. <laughs> if anyone oh, is actually listening okay. to us, how do I? How would I get involved in iGEM? Is there like, do you go through your school? Would you go? Well, that's the primary way that people get involved in iGEM is they will start up a group or a club within their school and then they'll apply. Or do they have to apply? They just have to pay the fees. Yeah, you just have to pay the fee. Yeah. So technically any group of people can do it now, given there's the community lab track, or do they still need a I think you still need like a... A lab. You can't just be an individual. Well, I assume. I don't know for sure. But I assume that they would not just let Jeremy Hecht decide he wants to enter a company. Unless it was a badass little organism I made. Like, if I successfully made the glowing street tree. Yeah. Bully for you. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yes. Or an equal eye that produces strawberries. Yeah. Yeah. I don't plan on being a genetic engineer, but support your endeavors. Yeah. I think... Though what Zach was saying is true, that since they have the community lab track now, if there's like a group of people that are interested in doing a project, they can submit to um, that track. iGEM.com slash upload. org slash dot biz. So they, they, the competition, so there's regional competition, so they have like America's West division, which is like everything west of the Mississippi, America's East, Europe, uh, South America, that sort of thing. And they do... Um, so they do the regional competition, and then everyone that gets a gold medal at regional competition, which isn't just the first place, it's everyone who satisfies these criteria, can then move on to the uh, International Jamboree at MIT. And the people who win the International Jamboree at MIT, the world champions, uh, they get this trophy, which is a... Full of cash? I don't know, I've never gotten it. <laughs> <laughs> rub the no. I'm just kidding. Um, so it's uh, about this big, and it's gold, and it's a Lego brick nice. to play off the idea of a bio brick. They're yes. very funny people. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Is there anything else to add in about it? I don't know. I don't know much about the mechanics of it. <laughs> like, you talk about stuff like I, I recall, but I don't know enough to talk about it. I'm trying to think. So there's, there's two aspects to every iGEM project that is done. The first is the scientific project. Um, which is like the organism you create and how you characterize it and everything. And the second is what's called human practices. And so that the human practices, I think, is a really important part of iGEM. And it's basically um, trying to expand exposure of synthetic biology to people beyond just the people that are participating in the competition. And so it's, it's people will do projects that are getting out into the community and talking to people about synthetic biology and genetic engineering 
and expanding their project um, beyond just their, the people that are actually working on it so that there's this broader growth of synthetic biology and at least a broader understanding of it to the, the community. So does healing practices encompass the community outreach aspect? Yeah. Okay. It's uh, like a broader impact statement okay. for NSF. Yeah. But... <laughs> does NSF give some of that funding? No, not that I'm aware of. Okay. I could be wrong, but I think so. Yeah. But like, whenever you apply for an NSF grant, mm -hmm. you have the science, and then you have to do the broader impacts, which is, um, you know, people will just be like, oh, well, we taught an undergrad. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. And I think for a lot of iGEM teams, it's kind of the same, where they're like, oh, well, we went to high school, or we did a survey of what people think about synthetic yeah. biology, and everyone hates it. <laughs> um, so I think they're placing an emphasis on doing more cohesive and worthwhile projects both in broader impacts and in human practices. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which I imagine is modeled also off of NSF. I bet that's why they did that. <laughs> well, it's also important, though. That it's it is very important. Doing the outreach is quite key to make sure that synthetic biology has uh, a better image in the public eye. Mm -hmm. So it's important that they do that. We'll just engineer a better public eye. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the goal. <laughs> that's probably going to scare more people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So you didn't hear this because uh, you were at, you'd shake your head like you know what I'm going to say. I, I know I didn't hear it though. I didn't hear it. I haven't heard anything in the last like, two weeks. I've been silent. Okay. Off the cold. That's all right. Right. You didn't hear this because you were getting our, our, this is really important. You were getting our IDs. But beavers have iron filled teeth. They're like iron fortified teeth so they can cut down trees. Don't. <clears throat> Isn't that nuts? They're orange because they're filled with iron. Orange? Ew. Yeah. That's gross. Because of the rest of the iron oxide. I guess it is iron oxide. It'd be iron cosplay. Yeah. Interesting. Why? Crazy. That seems tasty. We have iron. Like, where's the iron? Is it just in our blood, I guess, for us? Humans? Yeah, for humans. Yeah. Hemoglobin. It's not in the, the central structure. iron. I, there's probably iron in other Some. places, too. Oh, I, I guarantee you, iron builds up in your cells. Mostly so. in your bloodstream. Bloodstream. I don't know what else it's used for. Yeah. I don't know. Cast iron things, iron fish. Well, Apparently, good, people yeah. cook with like iron fish in their meals. It was popular in like old time China. Chef? No, <laughs> it was popular in like older China to get iron into your diet. Oh, shortly after, okay, iron balls became popular because they figured out how to do that. Right. What? Yeah, iron balls. That's a <laughs> if you haven't that's looked good. that up on Wikipedia. Should I? Balls made of iron. <laughs> I don't know. It's pretty ancient technology. Boating balls? Boating balls. Is that a thing? It's like a plumb bell. I learned about that. Okay. Um, do we think we need to cover more in iGEM? No, I think iGEM's good. I think we should go to the script now.